Hey everybody, we're back and we're going to discuss again these apostolic mercenaries we were talking about last week. And uh, yeah, get ready. Who knows how long this series is going to last. Welcome into King to Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. You can go 45 minutes just talking about what we're going to talk about. Like, I don't understand why I keep getting resistance on the fact that this is a series. When it it is a series, because we're now in episode two. It, it is a thing. <laughs> it has now become a reality. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's turn our attention to YouTube quickly as we peruse through the comments section, which is always a trip. And uh, there's a few highlights here that I just wanted to bring up. So um, Jennifer said on our 2023 Top 5, she said, Trashing Biblos, I just see it as fun competition. We agree. Congratulations to over 1 million listeners. That's impacting. I share your podcast whenever I can. Happy New Uh Year to you. All the Kingdom Speak heads and bibliophiles. (laughs) Bibliophiles. And bibliophiles. Come on. We're Kingdom Speakers. We're not keen to speak heads. That's a bit weird. <laughs> Jennifer, let's say amen to you. Can I get a amen? Can I get a hallelujah? Hallelujah. More to salvation. Everyone loves that episode. Everyone says things like keep the bishops in the house. Thank mm-hmm. God for our elders. Um, another comment on the top five says, I love Kingdom Speak, how it's impacted my life. Would love to see more Kingdom Speak episodes with live audiences. Uh-huh. Well, how about that? Uh-huh. I'll have to figure that out. Uh-huh. And uh, Josh says, my comment was too long for Spotify. And you know, honestly, Josh, it's too long for me to read as well. It's just too long. Oh, it's there's too some long. good chunks in there, It's though. too long. So oh, come uh, on, he says, no. your podcast was recommended to me around the beginning of this year. Uh, Which so was, as in like three days ago or? Um, uh, no. <laughs> no, I would say 23. I'm joking. Yep. Uh, it's been the highlight of my year. Tried Biblos. That wasn't my cup of tea. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Had to read that part. Oh. Uh, thank you so much for what you do, the dedication, commitment, sacrifices you make, the extent that you go to produce timeless, awesome Bible-based teaching and principles absolutely astounds me. It's hard for me to pick one, let alone five episodes that would be my top Five. Thank you for making my 2023 great, even through the highs and lows, and I can't wait to see what 2024 holds. So we will say amen to Josh for that comment as well. Can I get a amen? Amen! Can I get a hallelujah? Hallelujah! And a pressing question that we have to ask is uh, brought up by John on the top five questions as well. Top five episodes. And he says, good afternoon, brothers. I have a very important question about communion, fermented wine or grape juice. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so maybe we derail the episode and talk about that. Ah, yes. You know what? We're, we're going to put that in the shelf of things we could talk about, but we probably won't yeah, today. Yeah, well, at just look at this. This is what... Uh, <laughs> hmm. 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 I'm not sure if that was fermented or not, but that was good. You know what we do? You know what we do? Fruit of the vine. Hallelujah. <laughs> so we uh, let's, what a let's exemplify out. our what a current out. topic and maybe just not get, get involved. involved in those kind of debates. Well, how about that? 
But you know what? Yeah, Good question. He, he can and he can reach out to us privately. We we won't we won't address that one publicly. You know what I like is that our YouTube comments section is just popping buzzing all the time. Yeah, there's love people it. going back and commenting on the uh, the short from uh, Joel Booker. Oh yeah, like that was so long ago. Wow, that was yeah. Has Joel Booker ever been on? That's about how long ago February that was. February 2022. Woo! And he had the All earbud right. that wouldn't stick in his ear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, time to come back. It's been my too friend. long. It's been too long. You have to come back. Uh, we did get the bishop on last <laughs> yeah. year. We do have some good guests lined up for this uh, year, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. It's, um, but yeah, the yeah. YouTube episodes or the YouTube comments are, are exactly yeah. what we expect. And we love it. <laughs> so keep it coming. So, um, to the question that we didn't answer, and to all of the others, uh, let's say amen to them one final time. Can I get a amen? Amen! Can I get a hallelujah? Hallelujah! So we finished up last week talking about um, the virtues and vices of social media and how that applies to getting involved in conflicts. Yes. And, you know, you said, uh, listen, I listened carefully to what you said, but I don't remember what you said. <laughs> It happens. It happens well, to the very best me, of us. believe me, I preach to you. <laughs> I know <laughs> again, it happens. <laughs> and again. <laughs> Woo! Got to take my shots when you they... You said yeah. the benchmark for, or the metric for, mm-hmm. um, how we decide to get involved. Right. Was, it cannot just be the presence of conflict. Yes, exactly right. So somebody's fighting, oh, I need to get involved. Right. Take a side. Yep. Mm-hmm. So the presence of conflict is not justification mm. for involvement in the conflict. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what Paul um, was telling Timothy, and if you have not listened to last week's episode, you probably should do that before you listen to this one. But Paul wrote to Timothy, First Timothy one eighteen. This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. So the rails on which warfare runs Mm. is the prophetic. And so if it's not linked to you, if it's not directly affecting you and what the will of God is for your life, Hmm. then just... Bow out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just just back off. The 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 propensity, and we talked about this last week, is that because we're soldiers, that's right. We we have to fight the urge. There's no neutral ground to be conflict driven. <laughs> no neutral ground. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So every conflict does not need my opinion. Does not need my. Uh, I don't. I don't need to pick a side. Now that 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 does not mean that certain conflicts don't demand a side, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really a discussion for for another day. But we do need to, everything's about balance. Everything's about balance. So if this conflict is an obstruction to me accomplishing my divine purpose, then I must confront it head on. Mm-hmm. I must be courageous. Mm-hmm. I must be willing to fight to the death. Mm-hmm. Because that's standing between me and what God has called me to be. So, 
But I, I wrote this down just before we were, because I, I didn't want to forget this. You need to know where you're going mm-hmm. before you start engaging in fighting. Mm-hmm. If you don't know who you are and you don't know where you're going, mm-hmm. why are you fighting? then why are you fighting? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Because you don't want to be known as just a fighter. <laughs> Absolutely. You have a purpose. Absolutely. Which is the text, right? You know, Absolutely. That by them thou mightest war. So you By are them. going to have to fight. Them is the, the prophetic, prophecies. The yes. prophecies. According to the prophecies which went before on the... Mm-hmm. Right. So look at Proverbs chapter 29 mm-hmm. and verse 18. Proverbs 29. 29 and 18. 18. A very familiar, very familiar passage. Where there is no vision. Where there is no vision. The people perish. Yes. But he that keepeth the law happy is he. Okay, I want to read it in in the NET version. When there is no or KJV around here. Okay, just listen. (laughs) Let me let me read it in another translation. Oh, good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to turn my hand on my sources. (laughs) When there is no prophetic vision, Hmm. Mm -hmm. the people cast off restraint. restraint. There is a recklessness that that emerges amongst the people when there's no prophecy to govern mm. their day-to-day actions. Wow. We need prophecy. To cast off restraint literally means in that in that instance to run wild. Hmm. Just literally embracing anything and everything. That's the guy going conflict to conflict. <clears throat> kind of sounds like the guy running to and fro. <laughs> well, there's that too. <laughs> you know that guy? Don't you know, be that guy. I, I know a guy. <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. This is the same word that is used when Moses is on the top of the mountain and the people are at the bottom and they're dancing mm-hmm. around the golden calf. Mm-hmm. They are running wild when Moses saw that the people again this is another translation were running wild hmm. for Aaron had let them get completely out of control causing derision from their enemies so literally just that separation of the prophetic vision that Moses brought to the table it literally they cast off restraint idolatry took over immorality became the identifier of the day. We need to know who we are before we are involving ourselves in mm-hmm. battle. Do you know who you are? Yeah, I'm a soldier. Yeah, but but so isn't the guy on the other side. Mm-hmm. He's a soldier too. Mm-hmm. Who are you fighting for? Hmm. So if in order to know who you are, you need the presence of that prophetic vision. Mm-hmm. Timothy, Paul is stating, I... Know that there's a gift in you. Right, right. It was put in you mm-hmm. by the laying on of mm-hmm. my hands, by the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Mm-hmm. We, we, there was a spiritual connection. There was a, a prophetic connection. Timothy, this is who you are. This is what you're going to do. You're going to find men 
and you're going to commit what I gave to you to them, and they're going to be people that are able to teach others also. Timothy, that that is your call. The prophetic is something that is transgenerational. It it mm-hmm. links. We need to do warfare based on the word that we got from a previous generation. The principles, the spiritual, can I use it this way, the spiritual forecasting, mm-hmm. that is what the prophetic is. That This is what you run the rails of conflict on and whether or not you're involved in that conflict, Timothy, by the prophecy that is put in thee by the laying on the hands of the presbytery. Presbytery. Stir up the gift of God that is in thee by the putting on of my hands. Mm-hmm. Here's the danger, and and I, I think I think you need to we need, we need to talk about this, is that when we start making statements like you need the prophetic before you start fighting, you need that element in your life. Then that wakes up the hunger for the prophetic in people, and they go, oh, "I've got to go find my prophecy. There's got to be somebody out there that can speak into my <laughs> life." I mean, ah, I gotta. Boy, if I could get that Pastor Daniel McKillop to pray for me. Mm. All right, hear me and hear me carefully. Prophecy Mm. is not something you shop for. (laughs) Prophecy is not something that you discover. It's something that finds you. Whoa, yeah, that's good. There's a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. David, you're out on the side of the hillside. You're keeping your father's sheep. The prophet comes and finds you. You, you, you don't go on a mission looking for Samuel. Mm-hmm. He finds you. Mm-hmm. And so the prophetic is not something that we talked about how linked and networked our world is. Uh, I'm just telling you, man, there's more prophets on social media than you can shake a stick at. Right. You need to stick with your man of God and have his hands on your head transferring to you those fundamental um, truths that are going to govern where you're going and how you deal with what stands between you and where you're going. Mm-hmm. Does, that, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a, a, we, could, we could have a discussion about this. Let me just throw, bring it up for, just for consideration's sake. Cessationists who would tell you that prophecy is a thing of the past, um, you don't need it anymore. Uh, I disagree with that wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, what they don't even understand is that they're undermining their own future by forsaking the prophetic. Hmm. Okay, you are you are um, in a position where if i'm going to if if i don't have that voice that speaks and and i'm i'm not talking spooky wooky here but i'm just talking about spiritual authority anointed proclamation of divine word that's prophetic yeah that's a good definition that mm. that is what will keep me out of the wrong conflicts and mm. get me fighting when i'm supposed mm-hmm. to wow okay that's an interesting perspective on the value of of an elder. Yes. He's not just there to help you govern or you know, decide certain things, but they can they can save you uh a few fights. Oh. And uh, dare I say losses. Yeah, right? 
unnecessary losses. Right. Yeah. Lord knows we could talk about the whole idea of dragging the Ark of the Covenant into a fight that <laughs> yeah, had well, nothing that. to do with it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like, this is not a new problem. Mm-hmm. This, this, this spans the covenants. Mm-hmm. In the Old Covenant, the Ark, whenever it led them into battle, mm-hmm. they won mm-hmm. to the point that the adversaries was like, oh, great, here comes the box. Yep. <laughs> right? Yep. They're bringing the box. But if it's your battle... You better not drag that ark into it because there's no guarantees. Hmm. And the elder is the guy that says, you know, we tried that before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Listen, guys. Exactly. I'm just telling you, we've done this. It doesn't work. <laughs> right. Mm. So I think if we're not careful, though, <clears throat> there can be that tendency. And Paul addressed this in his letter to Thessalonica. He said, Rejoice evermore. He kind of goes through a bullet list. Mm-hmm. He's not in the teaching mode now. He's in the full command. He's going to command this thing. Mm-hmm. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I just love that. It's kind of like that staccato mm-hmm. punch, 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 punch. Mm-hmm. All right? Quench not the spirit. And then he drops it. Mm-hmm. Despise not prophesying. Mm-hmm. If you despise the prophesyings, you will neglect the gift that is in you Hmm. by prophecy. Wow. So the fact that he said it lets you know that there's a temptation that you could want to. It's so easy to get pulled off. Once you've engaged in conflict and you've won a few, Mm. okay, and we're going to see this in, 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 in the next... Episode. A few, mi- <laughs> few minutes. <laughs> you, you can see the tendency. Good men that fought good battles, mm-hmm. good warfare, can easily, at, an, at a later point in their life, whether it's because if you're not careful, you'll think, well, conflict, and I've been in conflict before, and I've won conflict, so I need to do I'm this. I'm good at this, yeah. I'm, I'm good yeah. at it. And I'm doing it sincerely. Mm-hmm. Sincerely, I think I'm doing it for the right reason. Okay. You cannot despise the fact that you the reason you've got the victory is you fought the right battle and God gave you the victory because it was the right battle. Mm-hmm. You didn't get the victory because it was you. You got the victory because it was you engaging in the right conflict. Me fighting the wrong battle has no guarantee of a positive outcome. Mm. Well, but I'm a Christian. It doesn't matter. But I'm born again. It doesn't matter. You have to fight the right battle. Okay? Yeah. So I think that's where, if you're not careful, you'll despise or neglect mm-hmm. prophesying. So a very good question to ask ourselves is, why are we fighting this battle? I do not want to fight in a battle just for conflict's sake. Mm. We are fighting battles for prophecy's sake. Mm. This is who I'm supposed to be. So the prophecies of previous generations need to set the lines Mm -hmm. for the conflicts and the wars of the successive generation. Yeah, makes sense. Well, what that does is that takes out the uh, volatility of it, I suppose. Or Yes. When you talk about generational, that speaks to me of this. It's it's almost predictable what we're going to go to war over. Well, we're not going to go to war over. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. A little we, more we, stability on the wheel. 
Well, it takes the emotionalism <laughs> out of it and, yeah. and, and the mm. that temporal, fickle yeah. aspect that is yeah. so prevailing in our humanity. Yeah, let's not get too wound up. Let's just take a few days here and process this and experience. Let's, let's, let's talk about this. So Jesus is teaching. Mm-hmm. Jesus knows why he has come. Mm-hmm. He has come to destroy the works of the devil. Mm-hmm. He's come for our uh, to be our sacrifice, and he mm-hmm. became sin. Mm-hmm. He knows why he's here. Okay. Well, in fact, one of his earliest demonstrations was he said, "I'm here to proclaim liberty." And yes, which you may say that was prophecy. You, you may, you may, <laughs> yeah, you may say that. Yeah. That, that. That's possible. Yeah. So. Jesus is teaching one day, mm. and here comes somebody working their way to the front of the crowd. Mm. And when there's a little break in in the teaching session, he goes, Oh, uh, good master, I, I have a question. My brother and I are in a bit of a squabble over some inheritance that was left to us. And I'd like for you to know. I'd, I'd like to know from you. What, what, what do we do? Would you talk to my brother? So here we have a guy that's saying, I'm in conflict. He's there presenting his side of the story. The brother, for me to know, is not there. At least it's not noted that he's there. Mm-hmm. And he's asking Jesus, what's the right thing to do in this conflict? Mm. Do you think Jesus knew Very what to do? Very situational. Oh, yes. Very situational. Do you think Jesus knew what to do? Meh. Could have stumped him, really. Meh. I don't Maybe know. once. Maybe know. once it was something that he didn't know. <laughs> I reckon that that Jesus, God in the flesh, fullness of the Godhead, mm-hmm. omnipresent, omniscient, all-knowing God, knew. He knew whether that guy that was bringing it up was the guy that deserved the bigger piece of the pie. or He knew. He knew. Oh, he knew it all, yes. He knew. But he didn't say a word about it. Oh, he didn't get involved. He said, ah... Oh, Listen, I'm not going to get drawn into mm. a family conflict. Oh, boy. Because that's not why I came. No, that's right. My purpose will be fulfilled at Calvary mm-hmm. and ultimately a resurrection. And I'm here to, d- to destroy the works of the devil. I'm not here to run a family practice of solving mm-hmm. squabbles over inheritances. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have to, and this goes for anybody in leadership, it goes mm-hmm. for, for sure pastoral leadership, we cannot become so intoxicated upon our own position that we find ourselves becoming too involved in solving people's issues that have no merit That's right. in the overall advancement of why God called us into the ministry or mm. why God put us in the position that he put us into. Mm. Figure it out. Now, that looks like a cop-out to some people. They say, oh, you're just trying. No, Jesus set the example and said, no, I'm going to stay on point. Even if you know the answer. I'm going to stay on point. Even if you know the answer. I can stand there and you say, listen, man, Yeah, I'm just not going to get involved in this. Yeah. So this is where it gets a bit dicey, and we flirted with this last week, mm-hmm. but this is where it gets a bit dicey. Not every conflict that even my family gets in or my friends get in okay. do I need to involve myself in. So now we draw the lines a little tighter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because now think of this guy's brother the next day when he says, Well, Jesus said. You asked <laughs> Jesus about this. Yeah. <laughs> and if Jesus answered it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Wow. That Jesus guy. That fixes all the family problems then, right? Right. Not quite. <laughs> right. <laughs> I should be able to still love my friend and not necessarily have to hate his enemy. Booms. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's very well said. Why... why, why? Why do I have to pick up everybody's squabble? Mm -hmm. Again, we're just kicking off 2024. What? There's gonna be conflict. Mm -hmm. There's gonna be there's gonna be issues in 2024, and they'll find you. You don't have to go searching them out. So you're saying if producer Randy and I have a fight or a disagreement, will you could go out for coffee with both of us? Well. And what about this? Blessed are the peacemakers. Hmm. So like, you're suggesting you might try to fix it instead of amplify it? Well, what what could you demonstrate <laughs> by by not just becoming an echo chamber for one side of an argument and mm. and, and just being mm. That's very good. Just being a Christian and just being, hey, I, I see what you're saying, mm. but I love y'all. That's right. And and I'm gonna be praying that this is resolved. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see this. I'd like mm -hmm. to see this fixed. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, Joshua. It's quite aspirational, Pastor McKillop. Yeah, I gotta say, it's, it's, it's quite hey, aspirational. We're still living in the overflow the of New Year's yeah. resolutions. Yeah. You're quite aspirational. Right I think now. he's stepping so, out there a bit. Maybe a bit too much. A bit too much. <laughs> You're asking a lot right now. <laughs> well, I think. Okay, let, let's let's say this while we're still talking about that. I think that there are boundaries around everything that we're talking about where certain things that are done between people do demand, okay, this is going to change my relationship with you. I'm not hating you. Right. But a, a, an example that I've used before, if there is an inappropriate relationship between two couples mm -hmm. that were really good friends and something happens between the, the, the spouses of the couples and there's an immoral act or just, just something just inappropriate, Forgiveness, redemption, all of that, repentance, all of those things factored in. There never will be a return to how things used to be. Mm -hmm. and that shouldn't be expected. And that should, that, that's an unreasonable right. expectation. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay? So there are things that can happen. So I don't want to be like David's brethren hiding behind the rocks while there's a giant roaring in a field that something should be done about. I don't want to be Saul tucked away in a throne room when there's a battle that I need to be confronting. That's Saul's battle to fight. He's mm -hmm. the king. Mm -hmm. He's the king. You notice how contagious that is, though? When Saul won't fight it, neither will the men that are in Saul's domain mm -hmm. under mm -hmm. his yeah. leadership. Everything needs to be taken with, mm -hmm. a, with right? an ounce of balance here. That's right. Right. So, but yet, and we, we, we'll talk about this when we have time. The same reality is, is that we don't want to be David who is 
threatening to get involved in a conflict with Nabal and just level the playing field. So in David's individual life, you have the Bathsheba moment where he should have been fighting. That's right, in a time of war. Mm -hmm. Right, because mm -hmm. that was his battle. That's right. But then you have the rescue of Abigail going, ah, oh, David, you should be fighting here. So mm -hmm. these conflicts weren't about women as much as they were battles that should be fought or shouldn't be fought. There's a Bathsheba and an Abigail in both of the stories. Mm -hmm. It's about which battle you should be fighting. Very good. Very good okay. balance. Sure. That's right. For sure. There, 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 two, there, two sides to the road here. There is. Yeah. There is. Yeah. So fight when you're supposed to yeah. mm -hmm. and stand down when you're supposed to. Yeah. I think our good friend Samson struggled with that a bit. Well, when it comes to that's fair. Well, yeah, sure when, did. When it comes to identity, boy, he struggled with that. True. He it's was so, just fighting. Mm, just mm -hmm. fighting, ripping. Well, tearing. and it's, it's safe to say, in the case of what you're bringing up with Gideon, that he forsook the rails of prophetic identity because his mom and dad had made covenants with him, mm -hmm. with God. Yep. Mm -hmm. Not a razor's going to touch your head, whatever. Yep. He should have been doing battle yep. against that, right. but he just he just said, nah, nah, I'm, I'm going to be my own guy and fight my own battle. And that's when he stopped doing it, according to the prophecy. So in... In Joshua 9, there's another example kind of tagging with, with identity mm -hmm. governing conflict, okay? Um, not, every, not everybody that comes to you is authentic. All right. Okay, so it, it's like, it, let's go back to the, to the guy coming to Jesus. Why are you asking what, what, to get involved, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Why? Why? What does my involvement bring to the table? Sometimes there's a motivation behind why they want you involved in the conflict. Mm. For sure. Okay. Not everybody just wants a resolution. Mm -hmm. Some sometimes a particular side just wants a bragging right, wants a leverage, mm -hmm. wants a, a one up over the other side. My my attorney is better than your attorney. Okay. My witnesses are better than your witnesses. In Joshua 9, Joshua had just led Israel on a pretty, pretty good little winning streak. Now, they'd had the whole AI hiccup, but they got that figured out. Mm -hmm. They had hiccups with AI before we had hiccups with AI. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay. When, when. Was that just a dad joke? Oh, yeah. Oh, come on, man. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Took me a second. I'm like, "What do you mean AI?" Yeah. Like, oh. You know where I keep all my dad jokes? Where? In a database. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh my goodness. No. Come it's on. It's contagious. No, I don't want it. Just keep it away from me. <laughs> I got it from our our host. The host. Oh, yeah. I didn't say nothing about that. No, no, you're the no, dad it's, joke guy. It's, it's bleeding over. So okay. The next step is okay. over here. Okay. All right. Give us one. No, I'm good. I'm good. <clears throat> I will uh, save them for another day, maybe. Okay. Okay. It's because he can't, he don't have one to bring. I don't. Yeah, it. I don't. I don't you carry what, them what, with me. You know what's worse than a poorly played dad joke? Not having any. Shame on got you. Got nothing, guys. I got nothing. Okay. So here's Joshua. They've, they've brought them through all of this. 
the the word is getting out. The Joshua guy and the Israelite people, watch them. When they start showing up, walls start falling, business, uh, business is changing, okay? The Gibeonites dress up. They feign that they are from a long ways away. Mm-hmm. They put stale bread in their knapsack. They put old water cruises that are weathered and torn. And they come from afar with one objective, to make a treaty with Joshua and the people of God. Okay? They are they are deceiving. They have an objective. They want to make a truce with these people that will conquer them. And so Joshua does not entreat the Lord, sadly, and he enters into a treaty mm. with the Gibeonites. Okay? So here's the danger of not doing conflict, not doing not doing warfare when you should. Mm-hmm. If you don't resist the people that you're supposed to resist, Joshua, your prophecy and the fulfillment of your prophecy is that you would have complete and total victory in the land of promise. That mm-hmm. means over Gibeon. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's the prophecy. You should have. You should have. <laughs> you should have won the battle. Mm. Okay? But they don't come as Gibeonites. They come as strangers from afar. You have to, you have to be, a, and you have to ask God to help you. Help me pick up. Discernment. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Is this one I'm supposed to make a treaty with? Or is this one I'm supposed to be in conflict with? Mm. Wow. Because here's what happens. It, 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 it'd be one thing if you, well, you just made a treaty with them and, and you, and, and you, you let them go back. No, the treaty was not that you, not just that you wouldn't fight them, you protect them. And mm-hmm. so now, whenever they get in a conflict, Joshua has to honor his covenant with someone that he should have fought and got the victory over, mm-hmm. and he has to go rescue them. So this is like last episode, Abraham going and rescuing Lot because of the the direction that he had pitched his mm. tent and moved his family mm-hmm. into. So we've got to be careful whom we form alliances with. Mm. You don't want to form an alliance with someone that you should have the victory over. Whoa. That's the truth. That's good. Mm. You don't want to compromise and and network mm. with someone that you should have the vic- Joshua. This was prophesied that you should have the victory over yeah. this people, mm-hmm. and that's that's key. So you've got to know when to fight. You've got to know when to form a treaty. You've got to, and that comes back to doing battle according to the prophecies. Mm-hmm. There's only one way you can mm. know. Joshua, this is not your idea. This is God's idea. It's been around since Abraham walked this territory out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do good warfare, Joshua, with be strong and of good, good, good. courage in this land yeah. and do the battle according hmm. to the prophecies. Don't despise the prophecies. Hmm. That doesn't mean just, I hate prophecies. No, it's, it's neglecting them, forgetting them. Forgetting that, no, no, this is what my purpose is, mm-hmm. and this is why I exist. Mm-hmm. Well, and if you stick to them, it, 
you're going to have success. Yes. <laughs> and good success. <laughs> good success. <laughs> then shalt thou have mm. good success. Mm-hmm. Okay? The prophetic Very good. is what we've got to have. In 2024, I need to know what battles am I supposed to be involved in and what one am I supposed to stay out of. And it seems so easy, but yet it's so easy to realize that you're being drawn into something. You, you, can, you, can, you can almost smell it. Man. You can almost smell it. The backdraft. The stale bread is just not doing it. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly right. Exactly right. The, the reassurance that we all have to have is that God knows who we are. God is the one that is the source of the prophecy. Mm-hmm. The purpose is his. So we've just got to we've just got to stay in alignment with that. I, I think we see that in the story of Jeremiah. All right. Jeremiah chapter one and verse number four says, Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet. <laughs> What an ordination service that was. Mm. Mm -hmm. Before you came out of the womb, I ordained thee. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I ordained thee to be a what? A prophet. A prophet. Unto the nations. Okay, so this is God speaking to Jeremiah. Mm -hmm. And then Jeremiah says back to him, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. Now, God just said you're a prophet. Mm Mm-hmm. And your response to that, that God knew thee before he formed thee, God ordained thee before you came out of the womb, and your response is, no, but I'm just a child. That is despising prophecy. Hmm. That is not giving due reverence to the prophetic utterance that's being spoke over you. Hmm. But I'm just me. And God said, in verse 7, Say not. Don't say that. I am a child. Stop saying that. (laughs) For thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee thou shalt speak. Kind of sounds like Dad was a bit upset. (laughs) Son, Mm -hmm. you are going to go where I'm telling you to go, and you are going to say what I'm telling you to to, to say. Mm -hmm. And Be not afraid of their faces. Yes. For I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Yes. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words Mm. in thy mouth. Mm. See, I have... This day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. Here is the definition of what um, would govern Jeremiah's ministry. Mm -hmm. This is who you are. I think there's a fascinating thing in verse 5. Verse 5 says, Before I... Formed. Before I formed thee, mm-hmm. I knew thee. Knew thee. Humanly, we don't know a thing until it's formed. That's right. Prophetically is when you know it 
prior to the formation. Hmm. When that when, when a baby is born, now I know we have technological advancements now that can help with gender and, and, and what have you, but prior to that, until the baby was born, you didn't know what you were dealing with. You didn't know boy, girl. That determined whether you called it Jack or Jill, mm-hmm. right? Prophetically, God is letting Jeremiah know when you tap into that eternal element, mm. knowing a thing before it's formed is possible. Mm-hmm. God knew what Jeremiah's assignment and role was going to be before his mom and dad even knew they were with child. Before he was conceived, mm-hmm. God knew him. God does not have to wait till a thing is formed before he knows it. That's right. So we need to tap into that element of who am I? What is it? God already knows. Mm. God already knows. He knew before you were formed, this is who you're going to be, and this is the responsibility that I'm tasking you with. God saw, God saw this moment right here before before my mom and dad ever knew who I was. Mm -hmm. God saw kingdom speak. God saw Okay, if I believe that kingdom speak is ordained of God, right? If this is what is standing between me and my divine purpose, this is why I'm doing it. Then he saw this moment. He saw me standing in a pulpit. He saw me pastoring. He saw me with a son. He saw, he saw it all. Before I was formed, he knew me. Quite a thing. If you remove the element of the prophetic, you always are stuck behind. You're stuck behind the formation of a thing. That's right. You are waiting for the formation of a thing before you know a thing. Mm -hmm. The prophetic is where you get the edge on something. And he said, I I ordained you before your mom named you. Mm -hmm. Before your dad said, that's Jeremiah. Mm -hmm. Let's call him Jeremiah. And when I ordained you, I ordained you to be a prophet. They called you son. I called you prophet. Hmm. And now I am ordaining you to set you over nations and over kingdoms to root out, pull down, destroy, throw down, build and plant. Now, now there's there's only this 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 to me helps understand Jeremiah's resilience. Mm-hmm. He had very few converts. Jeremiah's ministry was not a fruitful ministry. In the sense of, boy, John the Baptist out and calling people to the wilderness and data. Mm. No, no. Jeremiah had a ministry that, and, and I, 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 th- this is important, he had a ministry that a lot of people would have walked away from because they weren't using the right metrics to, divine, to define whether or not that ministry was a success. Yeah. Before he was Formed, he was known, and this is what you're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. You're going to be confronting kingdoms. You're going to be destroying things, pulling down things, throwing down things. Okay? The majority of his ministry was one of dismantling, mm-hmm. not of constructing. And that is why there was times that even Jeremiah himself got so weary with what he'd been called to do that he said, I'm just not going to say anything anymore. They, they don't even like what I'm saying. They don't. And, and, and that's where we totally in my opinion, misappropriate that passage of Scripture 
where it was like fire shut up in my bones. What was like fire? <laughs> the word that was in my mouth <laughs> because I was trying to hold it in because nobody was receiving what I was saying. You're ordained for this moment. So for the prophet, the knowing precedes the forming. Right. For the candidate that receives the prophecy, the knowing often follows the forming. Right. Okay? So uh, the psalmist says, Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou had formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting thou art God. He predates formation. Mm -hmm. If we don't understand that everything visible was predated by the invisible divine ideal, mm -hmm. then we will get caught in the glut of comparing ourselves amongst ourselves. Oof. Boy, oh boy. Right? That's and we start one. contrasting the forming, our forming with their forming, and and we 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 go, my man, uh, his church is this, and our church is that, and his business is this, and my business is that. Mm. And, and we, and we be, why? Because we're despising prophecy. Mm -hmm. we're, we're not operating according to the pages in our book. In our book. So the prophetic pulls back the curtain on the knowing, and we form out of that out of, out of that knowing. I knew before I formed. Mm -hmm. I knew before I formed. And this is where he says, don't, don't say you're just a child. That is not who you are. That's not what the prophecy says. Yeah. You're a prophet. As an infant, he was a prophet. He was an ordained prophet. He was literally waiting on Jeremiah to be formed to reveal to everyone else what he already knew. Mm -hmm. This is the predicament that, that faced Samuel when he was commissioned to elect Saul's replacement as king. And God specifically told Samuel, do not look on the form. Mm -hmm. Don't look on the outward. You cannot be driven by the form. You have to operate according to wow. the prophetic. What, 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 what are we missing out on? Mm. And what conflicts are we engaging in? Because we don't know who we are. We're waiting on the completion and formation of the entire package. And, and we don't even realize what we're doing but we're operating in a sense of despising the prophetic, mm -hmm. disregarding the prophetic. Every church that is going to be anything in 2024 has got to be one that embraces the prophetic and doesn't just operate from conflict to conflict. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Leading FWC, leading FWC in 2024, it is important that I lead them headlong into getting the victory over every conflict that we're supposed to. But it's equally as important that I lead them around the ones that we're not supposed to. Exactly. Yeah. When the king of Syria, I believe it's Syria, was trying to ambush Israel, the prophet said, don't go that way. Hmm. Why? Because there's an ambush down that way. Well, bless God, we're supposed to confront confront ambushes and get the victory. No, not if you can avoid it. Mm. If you can avoid it, then just stay away from it. 
because there's going to be coming a conflict that has got your name on it and your identity on it. And if you don't deal with it, it will defy you for the rest of your life. So we have got to be so careful that we don't get sucked into, in this year, conflicts that have nothing to do with who we are by prophetic revelation. This is our ideal. This is who I am. And I'm fighting this battle because it's standing between me and fulfilling what the will of God is for my life.